Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about online tech. What does that mean? We'll Why would we it. talk about that? We're in California and we are going into our second shelter in place. In I think last, it's our third. Well, whatever it is. We're, we've been in shelter in place this whole time, so it's nothing new for us. Except for Jolene. Now she can't go shopping. <laughs> like I do a lot of shopping. <laughs> she just shops mainly online anyway. We're sheltered in place. COVID is pretty bad, so a lot of people have turned to online gaming. So if you haven't turned to online gaming, what is it all about? And why would you want to try it out? And what do you have to look out for? What are things that you have to consider? It's not really that much to consider. Well, it's kind of scary at first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But uh, it's weird. I'm pretty sure everybody's tried online gaming by now because it's been almost a year that we've been... Nine months, I think, is what you corrected me to the, uh, yesterday. <laughs> but some people haven't been, you know, sheltering in place, right? As well, some much, states as are as, different than yes. ours. Most people have been trying to stay away from each other, mingling so much. And one of the things that, that has happened is is this explosion of of online gaming, right? All gaming online, you know, using all kinds of different, either virtual tabletop or just uh, something that you can hear each other with. All kinds, there's all kinds of programs. So I'm thinking that most people have been doing this. If they haven't, then they can get ideas about how to do it. But I'm pretty sure most people have. And I think one of the reasons you picked this episode was that there's issues with a lot of the items yes, that yes. you have to use. One, not everybody has a setup like you do in front of your computer with a big old mic sitting there to be able to big talk to mic. people. Should talk about Mike gaining a few pounds there. I'm not talking about Mikey Dork. <laughs> okay, so you're right. I mean, it's like we were lucky enough, me and my son and Jolene for that, for that matter because of us, that we're, we play a lot of video games. And because of that... When he says a lot, he means they're on the freaking computer 24-7. That's not true. But yeah, we do play a lot of video games. And because of that, I've dealt with you know technical issues as far as anytime you play a video game that kind of pushes the envelope... There's all kinds of technical gear, there's video cards, computer processors, and all that crap that you got to worry about. And because of that, our computers are pretty, like, high-powered setups, right? And we have, you know, earphones and microphones and stuff like that that are, aren't the flimsy little things that you buy at Target or something like that. So I guess Target, I'm sure, has some nice earphones these days. I'm sure they do, but I doubt if they have good microphones. Maybe Walgreens is what I should say, something like that, right? <laughs> or any corner convenient Dwayne Reed, pharmacy, pharmacy depending on where you are that's true because of the shelter in place and because people have not been playing around a physical table you know we've gone online you know where I was already playing online because of my friends and my brother who moved away from the area and so that was nothing new but definitely there was you know I was meeting we were and I was in a couple of groups that met face to face and at first they were reluctant to play face to face uh, you mean online? I mean, yeah, online, right? Um, it wasn't that they were reluctant; it was that it was that they hadn't done it. So, well, that, they were apprehensive. How's that? You know, in fact, uh, in my Stanford group, we were playing uh, all kinds of different games, and at first, I think most people were thinking, "Oh, we're going to go into this a couple months. You know, we're going to come out the other side, and we're going to be okay." And then, as the time dragged down, as time dragged on, and we figured. And people realized that it's not going to be a couple months. It's going to be a little bit longer. 
some people in that group decided, well, maybe we should play online, right? And then we've been playing online. That happened. Same thing happened with our our long campaign where I was running, uh, and me and Jolene started running games also, which was D and D. We played Fifth Edition. I gave them I gave them Shadow Run over uh, Year's Eve two years ago, and they loved that one. Fifth Edition Shadow Run. Fifth edition D and D and fifth edition Shadowrun must be the the five that gets them all excited, but anyway, so that's a I, I started running that and it, it was these long campaigns and we were playing, you know, around a physical table together and then this thing happened and we stopped playing because they were not really all that excited about playing online. They really didn't think it would be fun, but again, the realization hit. Well, we're that's in the long haul. That is almost true. They were playing online on their Friday night group, so they figured that out as soon as as soon as they figured out that the shelter in place was going to be lasting longer than a month. They yes. figured out how to play online. Well, I think they still were still meeting physically, but like they were skyping one person. Oh, oh, no. after the shelter in place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are correct. The the thing is, is that it's the technology that is yes. that is what we're talking about, right? Right. So the technology is sometimes a little. Finicky. <laughs> Not only that, everybody doesn't have the same computer setup, so it makes it interesting. The other night, we actually did a, a an IT session with one of our friends to help him <laughs> with his Chromebook. Times, two people. Yes. One was Spanky, and the other one was a Sippy. Well, but <laughs> stop calling him Spanky. Okay. Jim's computer, but he had the problem before with the with Zoom. He it, you just have to find the right setting for his right. microphone and stuff. So. Same thing with Sip. He had to turn down his microphone and he, and he didn't know how to do it on the on Chromebook. the Chromebook, right. which is not the fastest computer in the world because Augustine's using one for school and, and he has to turn around and do his AP computer science on his on his real computer and he has his Chromebook sitting next to it because it's not fast enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is that. So even to start off, if you're going to play online, now you don't have to use a computer. Uh, some people use their phones. I've heard yeah. people using their phone. There's some uh, communication programs like Zoom. I think Skype even has a, a phone app. And if you're just if you're just talking and and maybe add some video, a phone will work, a tablet will work, but they're gonna be slow, and they're gonna be and sometimes the the processing speed isn't there, right? They don't. I don't know. My tablet was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Well, like I said, unless, uh, but if you add, let's say, a VTT, a virtual tabletop. Yeah, and, no, that's not going to work. And then you add, for me, anyway. and you add, uh, and then in, in virtual tabletop, people add 3D dice and stuff like that. It really is just too much for, for the, for. So that's where you need to go on right. to YouTube and figure out what settings can, you can use to make it work for you right. so you're not behind or you can't see the screen and all that kind of stuff right. a lot of people in roll and roll 20 gives you all these options to add all this cool stuff to your tabletop so people can see it but then when um like so if Saul has the the 3d dice turned on i never turn on the 3d dice because i'm on a laptop behind him and it doesn't work for me because then it just slows down the whole computer right right and it's a fast computer it's not a slow computer no so exactly so we're talking about roll 20 because that's what we use which is a virtual tabletop and if you don't know what that means is basically it's a program that lets you you share maps uh, have gridded combat if you need to 
have they have tokens, what they call tokens, are little pictures that represent your characters, represent the monsters, and the maps can be downloaded, bought through various ways, and you can set up encounters using these VTT t VTT group uh, VTT groups, these VTTs, virtual tabletops, and and be ready for a, a you know those kind of situations, those kind of encounters. But you don't need a virtual tabletop. They just make it like if you use miniatures on a physical on a physical table, or, or use a, a battle a, mat, a battle mat where you draw stuff out. Then a VTT is probably something that you should consider. Well, it makes you feel like you're actually sitting around a table, even though you know you're not. Right. But you can visually see the stuff. Yes. And I know we've talked about this before. Right. Visualization is an important thing when you're playing role playing right. games. There's other ones besides Roll20, though. There's one called Fantasy Grounds, which right. is one of the older ones. But there's some newer ones, too, which Felipe told me about, but I don't know what they are. Well, okay. So Fantasy... Okay, so let's go to the VTTs. So okay. So we used Roll20, which is pretty old, right? It And it works in a browser. It uh, It's online, right, of course. And it works pretty good. Uh, we, I, we've talked about it numerous times because we've been on it quite a while. I think I've been on it since 2013. And I had a free account for a long time, and then I, I'm actually paying for a paid account. And what, what's really cool about it is that it, it's almost pretty easy for the, the player, right? The player it just, you know, it works pretty well. Uh, the learning curve as far as setting up encounters, doing things on, on it. All virtual tabletops have a learning curve. All virtual tabletops do things differently than other ones, and... And you just got to pick the one that best suits what you want to do. Now, I like I like Roll Twenty because uh, they have a lot of uh, I think I mentioned it before they have a lot of fan created content. And one of the big things for for a lot of people is the character sheet that that you can pick sheets. character yeah. sheets that you can pick when you pick your campaign. Now you know some are better than others, some are better integrated than others, and because they're fan made, you don't know what you know how well. Uh, they work, but some companies now have actually like paid people to actually program for the character sheets, so the character sh sheets work really well. For example, Call Cthulhu. I don't know if they paid for it, but somebody took the time to make a really nice character sheet that she, that's integrated with Roll Twenty, and basically to make rolls, to do all kinds of skill checks. It's all you click on an icon on your you know on your uh, online character sheet, and it does the rolls for you. And it's pretty neat. It does work pretty nicely. We played Call of Cthulhu, and it was pretty neat. It worked really nice. I thought so. And there's others now. As, as online gaming has ballooned into this huge, you know, it was doing really well already, but now it's really big. And I forget what, you know, new companies are starting to pay or, you know, ask people to make uh, character sheets for their game. You know, we were talking to Chris Savaltson of the Black uh, the Black, Black Void. Void, and he was talking about how he was uh, talking to somebody about making a character sheet for Roll20 and how, you know, that's pretty important right now. He was in uh, Singapore, and he plays with people in, I think, the eastern United States, Australia, and New Zealand. All over the world, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so he knows about the online play and how important it is to have a character sheet and stuff. So other people have done it, and not just Roll20. There's, you know, like Jolene was talking about Fantasy Grounds. Now, Fantasy Grounds... I don't. They have a they have a trial version, but they don't have a free version. They also have a version, or they they one of the things that I was reading is that you can get it on Steam, and I know a lot of people have Steam. Yes, that's that's kind of pretty recent. 
I'm just telling you that you can get it on Steam. So there's a great battle usually between Roll20 and, and Fantasy Ground users. And it's kind of like the Mac, Mac, Apple slash PC debate. It's. I think it all stems from the fact that to use one of these uh, virtual tabletops, you need to learn how to do this stuff. Right, on that particular On that version. particular one. And once you learn it, you don't want to have to learn it for something else. Right. I'm just saying because what I did was I went to YouTube and watched a bunch <laughs> of videos on how to. I, a guy literally taught me how to use Roll20. Right, right. And so, and, and it takes a while, right? And some, uh, Roll20 is a little archaic. Like I said, it's old. They haven't done a lot of new implements and implementation of new new ideas and stuff. I mean, it's been around since for seven years at least, at least. And, you know, they roll out like different types of uh, one of the things is dynamic lighting, which I like. Jolene doesn't like it in the dungeon because it kind of she gets claustrophobic. But that's pretty cool. Right. Because if that if it invokes that kind of a emotional response, then it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Right. It's kind of making the players and she was the GM in this case, <laughs> making the players you know, apprehensive about, you know, going around that next corner in a dungeon. It's pretty neat. I think they've you know, everybody complains about Roll20. Uh, because it is this, you know, the large monolith in the VTT world. But Fantasy Grounds is really neat. Uh, it's pretty cool. You actually uh, buy it, and you don't have to pay any money. There's no subscription, and and there it is. And then what you do do have to do is is implement different systems. You have to buy them. Uh, you have to buy like if you want to use. Uh, I think it comes with one one system which is probably fifth edition but you if you want to play like i don't know if it, it has shadow run but if you want to play shadow run you have to buy a shadow run so then you should probably buy savage worlds because it has so many things in it but they might charge you for each one i don't know right but you know once you i don't know yeah so exactly savage worlds is, has is like the the new gurps right because GURPS yes. had all kinds of stuff yeah. so there's other ones uh let me look at my notes because i'm on the wrong page but uh, one is astral table Actual table is a newer one. It's been out. I don't remember when it, when it came out. But what's really cool about it now is that it's partnered with Drive Through RPG. So anything on Drive Through RPG you can import into Astral Table, which means like rule compendiums, rule books, uh, any you know, the, the PDF, the, the 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 PDFs of these, and you can use them inside the VTT, which is pretty cool. Uh, you can incorporate character sheets and stuff like that. Now the character sheets are not like just because it's an online character sheet that it's going to work like automatically and do your skill rules for you. But they, you can import all kinds of rules and that's pretty neat. Uh, I, I, I remember opening an account with Astral Table, but because I was so used to Roll20, I found it difficult to try to learn another VTT. So there's always that, you know, there's always things that you should consider is the one thing you should consider is that when you pick a VTT, you're not going to get stuck with it because I know people who have been using Roll20 and were like, oh, I don't like this. Or I don't like that about it and moved on to another one. And, you know, usually you have to dive in. And I think once you dive into the water, it's kind of hard to get out of in the blizzard and jump into a nice other pool and relearn everything. But, but you can. And you like can. I said, there's there's going to be YouTube videos nowadays. Everybody right. does a YouTube video. In about fact. Yeah, how exactly. to use it, how to do it, and that's why Roll Twenty. I was really frustrated with it at first, but I said, you know what? 
I'm smart enough to do this. I just need to sit down and right. watch some, have somebody show me step by step, right. which is what I did. So I'm sure all of them have that. Saul was like, oh, I'll help you set it up. And but when you're doing when you are the GM, you have to be able to know different things like how to make the map, put the people on the map and all the different things. So right. it makes it hard. You can't have someone standing behind you helping you do it all the time. Right. So another one is Foundry. Foundry is pr pretty new. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's in alpha or if it's really uh, it's in beta. I'm not sure, but I know uh, another podcaster from uh, Gaming and BS, Sean. He is uh, he's jumped from Roll Twenty because he was just you know, but he's frustrated. Yeah, he's frustrated. But he was he's a techie person, right? He's involved in tech quite a bit, and so he moved to Foundry, and he's you know, and he's put. Uh, put out some videos about you know what he's done and how he's done it people do make the jump from one vt to another if they really like the the components or what you can do with the other vtt so i'm just going to run through a lot of things that people use for vtts uh, one is tabletop simulator which is like a game for board games uh it's a 3d simulator with and what's really funny is that it, it gives you a table and you can put you make your own, put your own type of uh, game on top of it. Like it's made for board games, but you can imagine using it for role playing games. So you put components on the table, and you can import all kinds of different types of components. I know my friend. I think my friend Bay has been working on a board game that he wanted to be able to play online, and there wasn't a version of it online, so he just started using uh, Tabletop Simulator to to make a game and put, be able to play. And he's been playing with his friends and brothers and stuff like that. I don't know if he's like totally completely finished the game. Tabletop Simulator is made for uh, board games, board games, but people have been utilizing it to convert it to run uh, role-playing games. Well, if you think about it, that would be, be make sense because if they give you a tabletop, then you can draw whatever you want on it, right? You can put all kinds of stuff on it. It's a little bit more complicated than that because what they do, they, because it's 3D, it's more like a little model. Oh, Felipe would love that. Yeah, he I, could make his little Western town. I think he has. I think he has. Uh, tabletop simulator. Tabletop simulator. And it's really neat because one of the components of the game or of the program, each player can move pieces and you can roll dice and, and you move the, grab the, the dice icon and you literally shake your mouse and you can hear the, of the dice. And then you just unclick and when you unclick, it drops the dice and they bounce all over the place, you know, 3D fashion. And you could like throw them so hard that they fall off the table and stuff like that. And of course, it has this option of flipping the table. And when you, you can flip the table, you literally grab. You know, it's like it's like grabbing the end of the table and you flip it, and all the pieces go flying. It's it's well, a that classic. That doesn't sound very good. It, it's a classic board game uh, meme. I've never actually played on uh, tabletop simulator. I have it. It's available on Steam. I've had it for a long time. In fact, I have two. I bought a four pack when it was on sale sometime, and I have like two, two that I can give away. But Augustine uses it. You gave him one. I, I gave think. him one. Yeah, yeah. Him and his friends use it to play yeah. board games. Well, it, it comes with like chess and checkers yeah. and something, and it's really neat. But there, and you can buy other board games, which is actually pretty neat. You can buy like implementations of like like popular games, like you know Catan, but also like uh, what is it? I don't know. I can't think of anything new that's really cool. Wingspan. Uh, wingspan. I don't know about wingspan, but games like that, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Wingspan. Because we actually got to go into a a game store, and Julie goes, "Is this a real popular game?" Yeah, wingspan. But then she realized it was only the expansion, and we couldn't find the actual game. 
there's Tabletop Simulator, and that's available on Steam. I think you can buy it outside of Steam, but I think Steam works pretty well because it's, you know, it's easy to get players to play with you and find them online. And there's another one called Tailspire. This is pretty new. It's an alpha. I haven't really looked at it too much. Uh, I'm just saying these these are like... If you don't know what he means when he says alpha, he means that they're not testing it in beta. Right. Well, alpha is like the very first release. Right. And then it goes into beta. And which then means it, it goes actually into hopefully. real production. <laughs> so yeah. when, when, when he's telling you alpha, that means that there's going to be bugs and stuff, probably. Right, right, right. There's another one called Let's Roll. I think it's going to be kickstarted in early next year. You know, and all these pro- all these you know, all these new tabletop simulators, tabletop simulators, virtual tabletops. Uh, you know, they they promise you know easy integration, good user interface, and all this other stuff. Implementation is always harder than than. It's like anything else. You have to read all the rules <laughs> and figure out what you're doing before it's easy. Just so you know. Um, I might have gotten confused now. I don't know if it's Let's Roll or Tailspire that is a. 3D uh, game tape, virtual tabletop. That's what happens when you look up a bunch of stuff and don't write down every single word. Yes, it's true. Uh, there's Skirmish VTT. I have never heard of it. I saw it on a list, and you know, I'm just giving you options that you can just look up on your, you know, you Google it and find it. Now, there's this one called D20 Pro. Now, now this I, I have some personal experience with it because it was kickstarted back in, I would say, 2000. 15 or might have been 14 probably i don't i don't remember it was a long time ago and then they wanted so much money they got much more money than they well they got more money than they wanted and then nothing happened right the guy spent it all and and it it wasn't a big deal i spent like 20 bucks on 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 the kickstarter it seems like you're still bitter like they say this is not a you know, a Kickstarter is not buying a product. You're supporting somebody in an endeavor to do something. And that's fine. You're right. And so I'm completely fine with that. But then, you know, but then this other company, this other group of people took on the task. And, you know, I was quite shocked that they would delve so much time and resources into this, into this, you know, this thing that wasn't working. And finally, they came out with, you know, they've been coming out with, betas and more betas and more betas and different you know iterations of it it's based it's d20 that shows you how old it is right because it's basically it started with uh i think it started with pathfinder so back when i was still playing pathfinder so it's it's been out for it's been out for, for it's been in production for a while and then they'll say you know, basically it handles a lot of d20 type rules so 3.3.0 3.5 pathfinder and D fifth edition so you could get it go into that but it's, you know this seems like very specifically geared toward uh the d20 uh, uh using a, a, a d20 format type of rule system like i said I, I remember looking at it and i was thinking well you know by the time it came out i was already using roll 20 so I haven't really delved too deeply into it. They're struggling to get it out and okay. fix, fix it and come out with a finished product, which okay. they say uh, at, the, at the beginning of this year or around April, I think they said they had their their uh, production value. So that's a bunch of different virtual tabletops right. that you could choose from to use. Right. So once you pick a virtual tabletop, then Salt also wanted to talk about headsets and microphones. Well, before that, let's talk about uh, what virtual tabletops do now they uh, share uh, 
a tabletop. virtual tabletop. Now they may not handle communication. Now Roll Twenty, Roll Twenty has implementations. So and can a lot have, of people say that it works very well. Right, but not for us. <laughs> so uh, it it has integrated video and voice. Actually, it works well for us. It's the other people we play with. It doesn't work well for. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it depends on where you are. What how good your computer is the speed and all that and, and your how, internet connection and how many people are online and how many people are on it and we did play early in the year we went to a virtual con and we did play on roll 20 and they do have techie tech people that will like if you're if you're putting on a virtual con they will come in and help your your people right because they came in and helped me because i couldn't get the sound to work right. on my thing that was the con person volunteer was it yes okay okay so and then they helped us with what how did they help us through discord <laughs> so so roll 20 does have an implementation of, of video and 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 speech voice most uh, most people use something else most vtt's don't like yeah. uh, the foundry doesn't uh at least i don't believe it that they do and neither does uh fantasy grounds fantasy grounds so you got to find some way to communicate now, like I've, I think we mentioned Skype, there was old uh, Google Hangouts. Now it's Google, called Google Meet. Google Meet. I think you have to pay for it if you're not a business paying for it already. Okay. Uh, there's Zoom, a real popular one. Zoom, there's yes. WebEx. And so there's all kinds of other things. Discord, right? So they, they all have various Discord ways. Discord is very popular. Yes. The Discord started with video gamers. And so my son was way into it. <laughs> He is. He's and still him and his friends. That's what they talk on all the time, even when they're in school. Right. <laughs> and so the, the good thing about some of these programs is that you could use a phone, uh, you could use a tablet to communicate. This yes. is just a way of communicating. And Discord not too long ago implemented video. All these help you talk and see each other if you want. A lot of people don't like the video component because there's a bandwidth issue, right? If you don't have a really good internet. Video is going to suck. If you don't have a really strong or a decent com computer, uh, video is going to suck. If, you have, if you're on Wi-Fi and not plugged into your, to your router, your video might suck. So video is an issue sometimes. Right. But that's okay because you can just turn off the video and just talk to each other. Right. Uh, Zoom is really good because it's really nice to be able to see the people that you're playing with. But we also had an issue with some of our friends they have four people in their house and they're all on different computers because oh, they yeah. all want to be have their own character sheet up right on roll 20 and bandwidth becomes a serious issue when you have when you're running four computers and, and we run three but we're in a really small space they were a little bit spread out so there it could have been their wi-fi or right yeah there's that they're on wi-fi it's, it's just going to be a little bit slower Two, I, one of my, my computers hardwired so, so that Augustine's. so so that helps. So you're yeah. the only one that would be on Wi-Fi. Yeah, and that does does matter. So we just switched to Discord because it just worked better for them. Right. You can still turn on the video if you want to see each other, but you can have the tabletop up. And um, a couple of people's computers take longer to load the tabletop on yes. Roll Twenty because all the stuff you put into your Roll Twenty thing is going to take time for people to to load. To, to load, right? You're right, and I think. No matter which one you use, no matter what VTT you use, no matter what uh, communication, uh, video, uh, voice, or video you use, I think you should have somebody should be really well versed in what, uh, how to use that thing and how to eliminate or figure out how things work. Just figure out how things work. Like uh, we've been using Zoom for a long time, and I didn't know that you could l l lower and raise your voice on Zoom. Now I know I could do that 
with my because we make a podcast there's all kinds of things like my microphone for and i can up and down on the computer desktop but i didn't deal with it in zoom and my brother goes oh yeah you could do it and then i'm like oh i felt kind of dumb because i thought you couldn't do it another thing was is that my friend his microphone was turned all the way up so he was just blowing our ears apart and he had, you know, and he was getting frustrated because we kept telling him to turn it down. And, <laughs> and he didn't know he, he could turn it down. And he, he tried, was, but he, it wasn't working. Right. He was adamant that he couldn't, that he had done it and it didn't work. But then. Uh, but then Augustine and Phil. Oh, yeah. The, son, Phil, the real IT guy who could do IT. And our son who did IT by doing exactly the way that IT people do, looked it up and walked him through it. Right. And, and he be- made him share his screen. <laughs> it was and, hilarious. And it worked. Yeah. Which was good because he was frustrated and I was having a hard time because every time he talked, I had to take my ear, my earbuds out of my ears because right. it was blowing my eardrums out. Yeah, yeah. But it was frustrating for Sippy because he was trying to, he goes, I did everything. And he doesn't like that computer because it's, it, it's slow and, but it's there, right? right? So you use what you have. Right. So just know that. There's always a solution if you're having issues with your computers and stuff that you just have to figure it out. Right, and no, and and some of them are, are kind of uh, what well, not user friendly, right? Because that that Chromebook, you know, you would have to go into the settings, and then you have to click on this little icon that, unless you know what it is, uh, it's just there, right? And then he goes, he goes, no, see, I, and then and then he clicks on the icon, and but we were sh- sharing the screen, right, through Zoom, and my son was telling him what to do, and then. And then it worked, right? He got the little lever. He slid it down halfway, and boom, everybody was happy. And then Augustine goes, oh, they don't let us do that. They don't give us that permissions on our uh, right. on our Chromebooks at school because everybody would turn it all the way up. <laughs> to be painted. But <laughs> everybody should have a nice, not everybody, but every group should have somebody who has good experience. Or And if there's nobody in the group, you know. Hey, gotta, if there's nobody in the group you and you're pony paying up. for something, <laughs> you need to talk to, you need to call their support and figure it out because well, that's what they do, right? So if you're having an issue with uh, Discord and you can call the Discord support, I don't know actually if you can call them, you can email them. All supports free, you can email. Discord is free. <laughs> but at the very least, before you get too far as you know, calling support, you should have somebody and if there's nobody, it should be you to just read up on how things work. And you, you can know, always Google it. Look it up. Look it up on YouTube like Jolene did with the VTT on Roll20 and figure out how stuff works. And that really helps because like, or, you know, or be really tech savvy anyway and say, oh, I'll just look it up right now like my son did. And he tells my friend, hey, go here, go here, go here. <laughs> Turn down, slide down that and it works. Another guy we had playing, we couldn't hear him. We couldn't hear him. And he kept saying, I, and we couldn't hear him. He couldn't hear us. Oh, he could hear us? He couldn't hear us. He could hear us. Oh, he could hear yes. us. He couldn't hear him. So he even rebooted his computer. And I'm like, uh, I go, and I just had a thought. I go, hey, uh, hey, Jim, you know, you know, the, down where the microphone icon is, you click on that and you can select what microphone source it is. And then that was what the problem was. It was some. I think that's what one well, of the it is. It is confusing yes. with all the different uh, all the different devices and all the different ways to click things on and off yes. and stuff. So. But if you, all it takes is people to figure it out. It takes a while to figure it out. And that's one of the most frustrating things about playing online with other people is that you have to be able to get everybody to, everybody to be able to hear each other and if they want to see each other. And 
all of the technical stuff. So sometimes right. it takes a little bit of time yes. and you should always give yourself a little bit of extra time to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I would say 30 minutes at the beginning of each of your games just because <clears throat> that way it won't be so frustrating for people. Well, I don't know about it. Three minutes at the beginning of every one of your games, but definitely your first session, your session zero, a good 30 minutes, an hour will be the technical aspects of the game. <laughs> uh, the technical aspects of of getting everybody's computer and everybody's systems, you know, all the kinks ironed out because it's just natural that certain things aren't going to work. And you're dealing with people who are using Apple devices, using Android devices, PC, you know, computers. To make all that stuff work in jail and you have no problems, hey, you're very lucky if that happens. So the last question, because we're we've gone over on our time, is Hope that we have um, a limit. <laughs> is how do you find players if you don't already have a group? I forgot my headphones. I had to go talk oh, about we, headphones. We, we don't need to talk about headphones. Okay, so today. I'm going to talk real quick about headphones. Oh God! Right. So me and my son, we have we we're gamers. We play video games, and so we have gamer headsets. Now the reason I talk about I want to talk about headphones is. Because I believe they're very important in online games. Because one of the biggest problems is feedback and echoing. Now you're gonna have those if you have if you're using speakers and not headphones. Now some programs like Zoom will kind of cancel the the echo, but sometimes it doesn't work very well. The best thing to do is you know my wife laughs because she uses uh, earbuds, and, and I'm like well. Yeah, they work pretty good, but I've never really used them for meetings and stuff. But she uses them for meetings because she uses uh, all kinds of different things for virtual meetings and stuff. So, But headphones are a good gamer headset. They don't have to be really expensive. I like the no noise canceling that fit over my ears because game sessions tend to be at least three to four or five hours long. And you have on-ear headphones. Headphones that can be a real pain to your ear, really, ultimately. And... I think the plus of it is you have a nice, comfortable set of earphones. You you cancel echoes and feedback, and I think that's very important for the enjoyment of the game. Carry on, Jolene. Are you done? Yes. Sorry about that, people. I know that was a little boring. <laughs> Thanks. So, so the, the last part is how do you find people to play oh. online with you if your friends aren't going to do it? I don't know. I didn't look that up. <laughs> yes you do know so roll 20 and discord have and i'm sure other places too but these are the two that i know about have i would call it a forum i don't know what they call it these days <laughs> where you can go and they have i want i'm running this game i'm and and i need four players yeah and even dungeons and dragons has that now i'm not dungeons and dragons but uh, wizards of the coast has a thing where you can do that okay so so it's funny that uh, I was listening to another podcast, Brett and Sean, uh, uh, Gaming MBS, and 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 Sean was was talking about. It. He wonders if he goes into a game store because he hasn't been to a game store, and he wonders if they still have that bulletin board with the cork board that you you put looking for players or looking for a game master, and then. And he was kind of laughing at that because he, he goes, why would people do that still, right? Why? And actually, you know, we go, well, a while back, we were at the game store and they indeed had a cork board and in, indeed had people up there and put notes on three by five index cards. Some of them were like printed and had like graphics on it saying, looking for players and need a GM. Uh, some of it was for wargaming, but it's funny, right? That in this new era of, technology that people are still using the cork board and the three by five index card to 
look well, for players. Well, that makes perfect sense because the gaming store is <laughs> is a place where you find like-minded people that want to do things right. Yeah, but I think Sean Sean was saying that the the you'd be more successful if you went online. You know, I I'm part of a group called on Facebook called uh, One Shot Group, right? And they're constantly putting out games that they want to play or run, and they, and they're they go, I'm going to run on this day. I'm going to run two, three sessions, one session, whatever. Uh, does anyone want to play? And then, he, you, know, you know, people message him and stuff. Uh, you're right. You can go on Discord. It has a uh, Discord. They don't, they don't call them servers. What do they call them? They are servers. Oh, Discord uh, servers. Yeah. You go to any, almost any any big, uh, uh, what is it, a podcast uh, Discord group. We don't have one. Uh, server. And they'll have, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of replaced the bulletin board. Also which, Reddit has it too forums they basically yeah. replace forum discord is replacing forums in a big way i think and uh and a lot of people can you can go online and look roll 20 has its implementation you can just plug in saying i'm looking for a game and it'll search you know by game by time by it i don't know all kinds of different uh, factors that you can you can you know delineate which one you want to uh, pick uh, so online definitely is easy to find players. There's this old program called pen and paper where you sign up and, and you go, I'm willing to travel 20. Well, not to travel anymore, <laughs> but the, it was for physical, meaning physical, uh, face to face games. And anyway, so there's all kinds of stuff out there online. You just got to you know look for it. And I think it's pretty neat. Uh, one of my friends on uh, roll 20, he runs games. But he likes, you know, he, he wants to make sure that you're a good fit for the for the game. So he'll ask you questions like, you know, what kind of games do you like? And, you know, what, what kind of what's your style? And some people are like kind of like, what do you do, like an interview kind of online interview? <laughs> so there might be some weirdos out there. I don't know. But I've, I've never really run across any. Oh, just remember, if you're online and you're uncomfortable in a game, you can just turn your computer off. <laughs> yes. You don't have yes, to give them any excuses. Yeah. You just turn it off. Uh, yeah, something just happened. So anyway, there's a lot of information. Uh, there's a lot of things out there, and I'm sure there's new stuff coming out as far as virtual tabletops, new technology. And, uh, you know, uh, pretty soon, maybe you'll be able to put on a VR headset and play around a virtual tabletop. Now, that would be really cool. <laughs> And you can see your friend there or, you know, a representation of your friend. So that would be weird. Like, you know, he looks like an alien or something. You know, depending That on would be pretty cool because then you could look like your character. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. So I, I've actually heard of that happening pretty soon uh, with the proliferation of 3D of uh, 3D headsets. So maybe we should talk about 3D headsets sometime. Sure. But I have no idea what they are, but that's okay. You know, the Oculus Rift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, know what they are. I yeah, what they you are, almost so. bought us one. Last year, but they ran out. I think that's long enough discussion on this. Yes. So, good luck. Have fun. This Keep is playing because uh, online. Because I don't think uh, we're gonna not for a while. We're gonna keep playing like that for a while. This is Game and Perspectives with Saul Angeline. You have a good day. <laughs>